Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Within about 10 minutes, I just got a feeling that I couldn't really shake off that something wasn't right. Nadine White is a news reporter at HuffPost UK, and she writes about a range of topics. She isn't generally on investigations. So I cover general news, breaking news. My specialism's around race and social affairs. So I'm on desk day to day. Anything comes in, I need to jump on it, turn something around quickly, go out into the streets, do vox pops, go to this event, that event, cover it. I'm everywhere in the spirit of reporting general news and current affairs. It's a busy and varied job. Each week, the journalists and editors there have a planning meeting. Where we talk about not so much the day-to-day news stories that we should be picking up on, but the the more longer-term stuff, the things that we would need um, a bit of time and space to pull together. And it was at one such meeting, back in June 2019, that Nadine raised her voice and made a suggestion. A story about SPAC Nation. This church that does great outreach work where, you know, knives and drugs are left at the altar and its congregation predominantly is comprised of young people, young black people, many of whom are former gang members, uh, many of whom are at risk of, you know, falling prey to gang culture, knife crime, etc. So I said it would be good to go along to a service and just see for myself what the church is about and profile this great church. And the editor said, sure, go along, see what you think. What Nadine saw on this visit sent her on a long and sometimes dark journey. I'm Maeve McLennigan. This is The Tip-Off. Nadine has started looking at a church, an organisation called SPAC Nation, that has gained fame through its work with young people mired in knife crime and gang violence. It's been in the press before. Young Christians are mobilising across the UK, lowering gang members away from the streets and towards God. Welcome to Sunday. At the end of a week which saw a 14-year-old stabbed to death in London, We'll hear from a pastor who calls on his congregation to drop their knives at the altar. To get gang leaders like TK off the streets, the church are using ex-gang leaders like Kevin to help them change their lives. I don't want to lose 
another brother on the streets of London. I don't want to. I don't want to do it. Everyone's a brother, man. The church was held up as a positive influence, a beacon of hope in the fight against night crime, and it seemed they were winning that battle in the most interesting way, by promoting a kind of rags to riches narrative trying to attract young people with videos and images of huge wads of cash, fancy watches and nice cars. They're known to um, flaunt a very ostentatious image, very flamboyant, very flashy. And one of the ways in which they do that is to roll out car convoys (laughs) where they roll up in these expensive-looking, you know, flashy cars that aren't necessarily owned by said pastors, but rented. But the whole point of that is to demonstrate to young people. And what's interesting also is that they they go to impoverished areas predominantly to demonstrate to young people that you can have this lifestyle without engaging in gang activity. On that first visit to the church, Nadine wasn't looking to undertake an investigation. Instead, she was just planning some simple interviews with the church leaders. And by the end of my visit, I had interviewed about three pastors. I think one might have been a minister, but three people who had a position within SPAT Nation. And each time the topic of money came up, how the church is funded and how they individually you know, make their money as clergy people, I noticed that everyone got cagey and these were individual interviews it wasn't a group interview where perhaps you know a reaction might be contagious or you know it was it was the exact same reaction of not wanting to go down the route of opening up about you know how the church is funded try as she might she couldn't get any of the leaders to talk about where the money was coming from That reticence to talk about the finances sparked something in Nadine. Something just did not sit right. Okay, something is going on. I don't know what exactly, but I walked away from my visit thinking we need time and space to do some proper digging. And so that was Sunday, the following day. Monday, went into the office, gave feedback to my editor. Her editor immediately called another reporter into the room. Emma Yule, a journalist with an impressive investigative background. In fact, you might remember her from our fifth ever episode. It started with a body. Together, Nadine and Emma were tasked with digging into the organisation some more. And it wasn't just Nadine's hunch that got them started. They quickly found there were others with concerns. If you typed in Spat Nation in Twitter, perhaps even Facebook, Instagram, you would see a sea of comments from people who argued that it's a cult. There wasn't any specific information or, you know, what we'd call receipts, you know, to back up those claims, but just a lot of concern from people, mainly young, let's say young age between 18 to, say, 30, 35 black people living in London who were making these assertions and and voicing these concerns. But most of his posts were just speculative or unfounded allegations. And amongst those cryptic messages, there was a post from a woman called Toya Mary Sofidia. She had tweeted that something had happened to her 
and she's glad she left the church words to that effect so I automatically thought okay well she has some sort of insight based on the wording of her tweet she had been somehow burned at the time hence why she made the decision not to return I do believe her DMs were closed so I followed her and she followed me back now I tentatively followed her because this is an investigation we are operating covertly at this point don't want to draw too much attention to ourselves and also we don't want to necessarily put sources I didn't want to put Toye at any risk or expose her in any way by popping up on her followers but that's the only way that I could actually reach out to her so followed her she followed me back Nadine typed out her message carefully introduced myself drew reference to that tweet that she posted which alluded to you know a bad experience at Spat Nation and just said we're aware of some concerns around the church and we would like to just get get a better sense of what exactly is going on and I did give a bit more of a biographical context I said you know I grew up in the church and I understand that church is supposed to be a place where people feel safe where people are not, do not come to any kind of harm and don't feel exploited in any way. And judging from the tone of her tweet, um, that's not what's happened here. And I am committed to uncovering what the truth is really around what's happening with SPAC, but also um, getting a better sense of her experience and if she would feel comfortable enough I would like to have a, just a chat with her I said to her it doesn't have to be on the record and I look forward to her reply. Nadine knew that initial approach was important with a topic this sensitive you need to start things off on the right foot. It's important to approach people with empathy and show concern and show regard for them as human beings and not just treat them like they're the next headline, particularly in this case where it's um, it's a predominantly black church. There's a lot of people who feel like they've been let down by the press. Journalists don't care about their plight or their their struggles, and it's all about the headline. So I was very mindful of the concern and the the scepticism that we might face um, from people who would find it difficult to open up based on the fact that their cries had been ignored um, Mm -hmm. previously by our colleagues, our journalistic colleagues. Nadine's empathy and sincerity paid off. Toye replied. They started messaging and then texting on the phone. Then we met up for coffee at a Costa, very nice Costa. By the time we met up for coffee, we had already built up a bit of a rapport. And luckily for Nadine, the timing was right. Toye had left the SPAC Nation church months earlier. So she had had, to use her own words, a period in which she was able to do some healing and do some reflecting and consider how and why she would go public with her story, how she wanted to speak on her experience and to what end. 
What Toye had to say was shocking. She explained how one pastor, a guy called George Jumbo, had suggested she get into cryptocurrency and suggested she take out loans in order to start her own trading business as a way to make money for herself and for the church. Together, they applied for loans. And in one instance, she gave him permission to apply for a loan on her behalf. None of these loan applications were successful. But the request from the pastor continued. Toya says Jumbo asked her if he could transfer £5,000 through her bank account. She agreed, and then £550 appeared in her account. Oh my days. I see Amiga loans. And I see what, you know, what they've written on it. Oh, something about agreeing to be a guarantor for £5,000. Guarantor. I, in all honesty, didn't actually know what a guarantor was because I'd never had to be one for anyone. I was moments away from like a panic attack because the way I was breathing, it was so fast paced, my breathing and like the, the, the rate at which my heart was going, like I just, I, it wasn't something that I could control. She later found out another loan had been taken out in her name. She raised the issue with the church, who eventually paid her back for the loan. Now Nadine was interested, but she knew it was going to prove hard to verify those claims. Fortunately, Toye had proof, documentation to back up her claims. WhatsApp messages. We were able to verify what she was saying through WhatsApp conversations which was the main medium through which she communicated with pastors. Fortunately, she kept all of the WhatsApp conversations like between her and George Jumbo. So we were able to cross-reference what she said and also what she said that they said with the WhatsApp conversations and the voice notes as well. The voice notes were particularly golden as well because we were able to obviously hear certain statements being made. Also bank statements and also emails. So email threads, we were able to get a better sense of what was going on and verify what Toye said happened and different stages of like complaints processes. So it was a combination of different things. George Jumbo told HuffPost UK that Toye and he had a, quote, previous agreement solely to do with business relations and nothing to do with the church. Everything was communicated and has since then been cleared up, he said. But as well as Toye, Nadine was talking to other people who had experiences with the church and their stories were starting to sound similar. For example, she was hearing about how the church was putting young people up in properties. So I first heard the term trap houses at the end of my visit to Spat Nation that Sunday. I was interviewing the pastors and the term trap houses was mentioned and I thought, what? Because where I come from and, you know, that's in the city, London, I grew up in Brixton, that's street vernacular, that's slang, that's slang for a drug safe house. <laughs> so I'm like, what? This wasn't anything to do with drugs. Instead, the church had named these properties Take Risk and Prosper, or T-R-A-P, Trap Houses. So they've used that <laughs> street vernacular slang language, as it were, and, you know, subverted the meaning to something 
positive and wholesome in order to appeal to the young people. These are houses that are headed up by pastors, senior members of Spat Nation. So they are, for all intents and purposes, responsible for the people. For safeguarding, they have a duty of care to the people living in those houses. And as it turned out, not all of them took that duty of care seriously. We uncovered in, in part of our investigation a lot of safeguarding abuses happening within those trap houses. Nadine heard how a 16-year-old girl was allegedly sexually assaulted by a member of SPAC Nation at a trap house. The church later put out a public statement saying it had encouraged her to go to the police. Then, in another case, there was video footage showing a SPAC Nation pastor whipping a vulnerable young man with a belt in a safe house while reciting a biblical verse. The incident was dismissed as a joke. And the more interviews they did, the more that came out. Someone said in one of the interviews, yeah, people even, you know, you do anything for seed, you're encouraged to do a lot of different things for seed. Seed is offering money, money that goes to Spat Nation. Some people even donate blood for seed. When she looked into it, Nadine heard about more and more members of the church encouraging young members to give blood to clinical trials. The trials would pay participants for their time, and that money would then be given to the church. The more people they spoke to, the more Nadine and Emma realised something serious was going on. But this story was tricky. It was legally sensitive. There were sources to protect, and these were serious allegations people were levelling at the church and individuals there. There were many, many, many names half of which haven't been, you know, published yet for legal reasons. But our concern around naming them and whether we could or couldn't was, can we stand up the, the claim made against that individual? You know, they're being named and implicated, but can we argue a legal reason to name that individual? And in many, many cases, it was a pastor. And in some of the cases, we just couldn't. So rather than obviously run the risk of naming them and any kind of legal consequences that would come as a result, as much as we, at this point, would, would have been inclined to believe our sources or believe the person who's, who's naming that, that individual, we, we made the decision not to name them for that reason. And as well as the legal implications, they had to think about safety. In cases where say a former member is worried that pastors might come after them for going on the record and speaking about their experience or, or naming a pastor. But what comes next? More after this. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Nadine and Emma have now been working on the investigation for months. They've spoken to many sources with serious concerns about how SPAC Nation was treating some members of its congregation. The time was almost on them to publish, but first HuffPost had to put the allegations to the pastors at the church. Just before we published part one of the investigation, we sent right of replies to each pastor who we'd named, just outlining the allegations that have been made against them and giving them a right to respond and to give their their version of events. Their replies came back. The ones that did reply said, I have no comment. They denied allegations, which was which I expected them to do. The church distanced itself from the actions of its pastors and told HuffPost UK, a community with hundreds of pastors cannot monitor what each pastor or leader does. They denied the allegations of financial impropriety had anything to do with the church and said after looking into the issues, they thought these were nothing more than occasional disputes amongst friends. We see it as an intentional smear campaign also based on gossip. SPAC Nation has never and will never coerce anyone. We have given to many, we have helped countless people, which we will keep doing and will always focus on doing so, a spokesperson said. Nadine and Emma added those statements to their story and prepared to publish. But right as they were finishing up the investigation, something happened. They found that they were not the only ones looking at the church. And they heard there was a documentary about to be released. Were they going to get scooped? Why do you think so many young people come to SPAC Nation? What are you doing differently to every other church? Inspiration. Speaking candidly, when MTV, so we're talking, I think, the end of October, started to advertise a documentary on SPAC Nation fronted by Reggie Yates, I started getting heart palpitations. I was like, oh, my gosh, what's their angle? Are you a millionaire? 
Not yet, but I'll get there. I used to be. And what happened? Church happened. Are they going to effectively be doing what we've been working so hard on, on for these months, which is uncovering the truth about what's going on and looking at the loans and the safeguarding abuses, etc. And then they released a trailer not long after I got word that they would be, you know, airing a, a special on Spat Nation. A lot of the, the young men and women that are actually in your church, they all talk about you and say your name more than they say anything else. You know, you could argue no, that they, they say... say Jesus Christ or stuff like that. <laughs> And yeah, it was effectively PR for the church. I mean, to Reggie's credit, when he met, sat down with Pastor Toby, he was the lead pastor of SPAC, he tried to press him about mainly his flashy image and that angle, that line of questioning. But it wasn't adequate at all. It was just like a passing reference. And then he said immediately after the interview words, which I imagine will probably haunt him for a long time, he said, It's difficult to know who to believe. Him or his detractors. The documentary ended pretty quickly after that. So I was looking at that thinking, OK, phew, we haven't been scooped. If anything, the Reggie Yates documentary just fueled the HuffPost on, determined to tell their findings about the church. A few weeks down the line, we, we heard whispers about Panorama working on something, but we didn't know when that was going to happen. So that was in the back of my mind. We were worried about being scooped and the pressure was on. The night before the investigation was published, Nadine was feeling the pressure of it all. Sat in the back of an Uber at around midnight, she'd just left the office, having put the finishing touches on the story with Emma and her editor. And she was waiting anxiously for the article to appear online. I felt really nervous because I knew that it was bound to ruffle some feathers, putting that mildly. And I also knew that it was and is about uncovering gross injustices, some of which have been you know, perpetrated against some extremely vulnerable young people. I knew that this investigation would be going against the grain in terms of all of the positive media coverage that had been published in the months before. I just knew it was huge, but of course, also, there was an element of excitement as well to know that, you know, all of the, the, the months of hard work that both myself and Emma Yule, who I worked alongside on this investigation, had, had put into this wood, was about to be, you know, revealed to, to the public. Nerves, excitement, fear, fear, because those same concerns around safety that some of our sources expressed to us. The nerves and the fear also comes from a place of being a black journalist working on working on an investigation about exploitation happening in a predominantly black church. Abuses and exploitation that's being perpetrated by black people. I was a little bit concerned about what some people would think of me. Would they think that I am... Um, for want of a better term, throwing my own people under the bus. Am I in some way or on some level selling out? And indeed there was blowback. Nadine suffered some trolling online. That has been the rhetoric, the accusation. Your, I hope, master, quote unquote, paid you well. 
you're a disgrace to the black community you know a few a few things like that and as i say nothing to lose sleep over once the story was out other journalists jumped on board the sunday times the guardian and weeks later tonight on panorama we investigate the church facing allegations of fraud which is fantastic because public pressure is needed and i also think that there's a, a duty for the media to play some part in helping to correct rectify even the damage that the media has also caused because the media has played a part in helping to bring about the success of Spat Nation, so I think it's right and proper that the media should place Spat Nation under the, under the proper scrutiny. After the investigation was published, there were calls in the House of Commons for a full police investigation. However, after looking into the issues, the Metropolitan Police announced that no criminal investigation would be launched, saying, the review is now complete and no criminal investigation has been launched into these specific allegations. However, during this review, detectives identified two separate similar allegations of fraud reported in different parts of London. The allegations relate to the actions of individuals, not the actions of an organisation, and are being investigated by detectives locally. Senior pastor Toby Adegboyega, the church's leader, told HuffPost UK, The police have spoken, and I have confidence in the judiciary system and the law enforcement system of this country that they will do their jobs right, and as a church we stand for what is right. If we find anyone doing anything wrong, we will report them to the necessary authorities. But since then, the Metropolitan Police have announced that they are reviewing new criminal allegations relating to individuals associated within the church group. The church said in response to the latest allegations that it has thousands of members and police should carry out the review and take whatever measures they deem fit. In the meantime, the Charity Commission is still looking into financial and safeguarding concerns around the church. So while questions still remain as to whether criminal offences have been perpetrated, Nadine helped expose concerns and worrying practices experienced by many people. But the strange thing was, misgivings had been so widespread before. Why did it take so long for someone to report on those concerns? Nadine has a theory. Why do I think it was overlooked? I think it has a lot to do with the ongoing issue of of knife crime. With the situation apparently getting worse, no one seems to have the answers as far as solving knife crime and serious youth violence. SPAC Nation came along and perhaps not in the beginning because this church has been around for a number of years actually, but certainly in the last two to three years it seemed to have the answers. It seemed to be doing positive outreach work. It seemed to be appealing to young people to turn their lives around. It seemed to be a beacon of hope. I think that among parts of the media and the authorities and by that I mean the government and the police I think there was to a large extent an attitude of SPAT seem to have the answers let's leave them to keep on keeping on to do what they do and we'll be over here also trying to figure out how we can help and also trying to combat the crisis in whichever way we can but leave SPAC to it because if it ain't broke, <laughs> you know, don't don't fix it. I also strongly believe that because this is a predominantly black church, 
the problem was largely went ignored. And when I said the problem, I do mean to say that over the past few years, concerns were voiced, albeit uh, largely on social media, and it wasn't picked up on. And I just feel like if this was, right, ask the question rather, if this was a church that's comprised predominantly of white people, white young people at that, if the authorities and the parts of the media would have been quicker to look into the situation. And I know that many other people share share my, my view and ask the same question. Thanks so much to Nadine White for talking us through that investigation. There's links to her stories in the show notes. This episode was edited by Chika Ayres and our theme music is by Dice Muse. Do stay subscribed for our next episode coming soon. Take care of yourselves and we'll be back with more stories behind the headlines. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.